Hello, and welcome to New Mexico Castaways. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and I'm glad you're here. I am driving from the Fort Lauderdale airport after just dropping off my husband. He is heading to a conference in Las Vegas. My kids are in Chicago, staying with my family, having a blast with all their cousins. And um, I'm going to be by myself with Nala the doggy. She's uh, our little large puppy who just had her birthday a couple days ago. And so she is one. And um, I'm a little distracted because I'm listening in my ear to directions uh, to head to Ikea. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Ikea, but it's a store that has like all kinds of stuff for... Um, for the house and I love it and I haven't I've only been a few times ever and they just have really cool interesting things um, and a lot of things for small homes like ours because as you probably know by now we live on a 45 foot sailing catamaran the Dawn Treader and now that I'm uh, here in Florida uh, I am reworking some of the spaces that we have uh, and looking at what I need to um, maximize our enjoyment of the space. So now that my family is all gone, I am going to do my best to get the house in order. I just gave a whole truckload, a trunk load at least, of things um, to donate to Goodwill. My husband brought that down to Goodwill today. We've been, I kind of collect things around the boat over time and uh, in one spot and then we take it all down to give away when we have a minute. So today was that chance and we are, Nathan said, the boat is riding higher now because of the elimination of all that extra stuff. And there will be much more to come uh, as I finally have a minute to sort through and sift through and do things uh, on the boat without anyone else in the space. Um, I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but um, it's, it's a different thing to work on organizing and downsizing and... Uh, reworking a space when you have other people in the space and I'm really good about being respectful of the kids things and all of that but after a certain point I just need to get in there and uh, help them purge some of the stuff that they never will even miss um, and so that's what I'm going to be working on in the next three days um, before this, while the kids were still in Chicago, we, Nathan and I basically did boat projects. We've been working all around the Dawn Treader to fix things, prep things, um, order things that needed to be ordered. Uh, let's see, I'll start from the stuff that we're adding. Now, sorry about the loud noise. I actually brought the case for my Rode lavalier mic, but neglected to actually uh, put the mic in the case. So that didn't do anybody much good. So you're hearing me just on the um, Zoom H4N um, recorder, and that is, uh, it, it I think picks up a little bit more of the ambient sound than the, the little lapel mic does. Um, so anyway, hopefully you hear okay, because the other thing I forgot was the headphones that would allow me to hear uh, how this sounds. Ah, sorry about that. Not perfect, but trying to keep up and keep track of what, what is going on. So I hope you still enjoy it, even if it is pretty noisy. Um, okay, so what the boat projects that we worked on, well, first of all, just starting from the end backwards, my husband just 
spent the the afternoon before we got in the car to drive to the airport fixing um, a broken pump uh, underneath the floor in our room. And uh, what that means is the pump that would, when, when you're taking a shower, so it's totally different than what happens when you're in a house. Uh, everything works differently in a boat. I guess some boats are more like a house, but ours, everything is manual pretty much. So when you're taking a shower, there's a little button that you push, a little black button that you have to push a few different times throughout your shower. And that sucks the water out of the shower, down through some tubes and out out of the boat because it's just uh, gray water, I think they call it. And that doesn't hurt anybody or any you know you don't use toxic chemicals or anything like that um, and so it just washes out to sea well that pump apparently broke and we didn't know it because the bilge pump which is the system that sucks water out of the middle out of your boat out of the bottom of your boat on the inside that that pump that should automatically suck out any water was also broken so we didn't know but we had water filling up the underside of our boat on the master bedroom side which is the starboard side and um that's not good i don't remember how we discovered it i think it was because we were checking a filter my daughter ahava and i uh were checking the filter so that we could um let's see i'm just checking directions so that we could run the air conditioner and we discovered it was the hold underneath the floor was completely filled with water. So that wasn't good. <laughs> so now Nathan, uh, for the limited time he's, he was home, he worked on fixing that and fixing a number of other things. So uh, that was one project. Um, well, really two, because he also fixed the autom automatic bilge pump. And now the shower is working and draining properly, and the bilge pump is properly sucking things out if it didn't drain properly. Um, okay, so those are two things. We also worked on the uh, dinghy quite a bit. Now, the dinghy is our car. That is how we get around uh, everywhere here when you live on a boat. Um, the, the dinghy, which is a small little boat that is on the back of your boat, generally, uh, that is your mode of transportation from your boat to the shore. And our dinghy was giving us endless problems. Uh, the motor, apparently the, the fuel that we had used in the Bahamas was not good fuel. And we now know in hindsight, people had mentioned that, you know, to be careful of bad fuel. Well, we didn't really know what that meant until now. And we now know uh, that happens quite a bit actually in some of these locations and we um, the fuel that went into our uh, dinghy engine just fouled up the engine and uh, made it so it didn't want to start many times so the kids and I had many adventures of getting stranded in the dinghy when especially when we were in Georgetown and I was by myself because my husband had come back to the states to work and so the kids and I would be sitting there ready to head off to land and 
the dinghy wouldn't start, or we would be somewhere heading back to the boat and the dinghy wouldn't start. So uh, that was one of the big projects that we worked on once we got back. Uh, and when I say we worked on, I really mean the he of we, <laughs> meaning Nathan uh, spent a lot of time working on these projects. It's funny, though, because before the kids left for Chicago, whenever he was home, which wasn't, isn't that much, he travels quite a bit. So, um, you know, he, he's a doctor and he goes to New Mexico still to do his clinical work. And he's a vice president of integrative medicine in this, um, group of hospitals. And so he travels a lot to these different sites, um, to work on, uh, helping the hospitalist program in these different sites. And so he's gone a lot. And when he's home, because of the nature of having a boat, there's always projects that have to be done. Well, when he's home with the, with the kids there and these projects are there and they want his attention for the limited time that he's home and the projects need his attention and, of course, throw in the dog and then finally the wife who would like a little attention too, you can imagine he feels like he's in a pressure cooker. So he was spending the first part of our boating adventure, our live aboard adventure, pretty much cursing the boat and talking about selling it all the time, just not enjoying it. Um, but now that we had, I think we had like four or five days home alone without the kids before he had to leave on another trip and he was able to get a bunch of these projects done and that changed how he uh, felt about the boat and that was really nice to have that dedicated time it's funny because you know everyone's like oh what are you guys going to do now that you don't have kids and I'm like we're going to work on the boat a lot uh, so we scrubbed the deck we refilled the fenders because those were um the air had be over time the fenders are what keep your boat from um, crashing into a dock or rubbing you know and hitting the the hard surface of a dock um, and so the fenders take a beating over time so we refilled the air in the fenders we uh, refilled the dinghy like reinflated it I guess we, I should say we reinflated the fenders we reinflated the dinghy um, he added a fuel filter to the fender so that uh, when the fender to the um, <sighs> I, I'm out of it still how is that possible I actually am getting sleep now um, so he reinflated the dinghy and then he added a fuel filter to the dinghy which now if we get bad f f uh, fuel it will filter some of that um, excess stuff whether it's water sometimes gets in the in the fuel or um, organic matter a lot of times little like microbial uh, critters are in there um, and they foul up the engine so he put the filter on um, he restrung the pulley system on the davit so we now have new um, ropes because they were so frayed they were certainly going to break very soon. Um, they were in very bad shape. Uh, so he redid re that and he did it in a much better way than it had been because it everything rubbed so much that that's why those ropes were breaking. Plus when we were underway, the dinghy would just take a beating. I mean, it would just, you know, swing and, and bang against the davits and really um, not the best 
situation for the dinghy. It really was um, uh, reducing the, the longevity of our dinghy uh, just from the crossings. So that was another project we worked on. Um, I scrubbed all the cushions all over the deck um, because when we were at the, the marina in Nassau, the, uh, we were near the cruise ship port and the shipping port, and they put out those, those boats put out this disgusting soot and made a total mess of our boat and just it, it was covered in uh, a thick layer of salt from the crossing, but before that a thick layer of like oil and soot from the air from the Bahama from the NASA uh, port. Uh, so we had a lot of cleaning to do. It took us all day yesterday to get it clean, but it's so pretty now, and uh, that was another project we did. Um, let me think. What else did we work on? Uh, he added, like, ropes on the side of the dinghy. Usually there's, like, uh, they're, they're used for handholds, so when you're underway, um, you can hold on to something, and if you hit a wave, you don't fly overboard. So he fixed that. He added some new ropes. Um... A big one was changing the spark plugs in the dinghy, and he added fins to the bottom of the dinghy engine, or motor, I don't know if that's the right word, but he added these, um, they look like dolphin fins, to the back bottom by the propeller of the, the dinghy motor, and that's supposed to stabilize it, because one of the things that was the scariest for me when I was driving the dinghy alone, either with the kids or alone, uh, was realizing that if I went even remotely faster than very, very, very slow speed, uh, the dinghy would suddenly, uh, the front end would come upright and it, it felt like it, and it probably would have flipped over backwards um, with me in it. Uh, and so I always had to move at a snail's pace. So these um, wings or, or fins are supposed to... Um, remedy that situation. So I'm excited to try that out and see how that all goes. Um, I'm trying to think what other projects we've done. Well, there's always something, but we enjoyed it. And, and what I was going to say is now, even though he was working on all these projects, um, Nathan really, um, really seemed much more to be enjoying the boat process, the boat um, life. And, you know, it'll be different. Obviously, the kids will come back, and it'll be loud again. And But hopefully, now that he got some of these things handled, I mean, everything from ordering a, um, a new toilet for the master bathroom and, um, and stuff like that, you know, there's, there were a lot of things that had to be done. Um, one of them, so the, the toilet in our bathroom leaks, um, and so that's gross. So he ordered a new toilet. Um, he ordered solar panels because one of the problems we have, um, we had when we were out sailing and cruising is that our batteries would deplete very, very quickly. And when you, um, and when you, uh, have solar panels, they can help recharge some of that, some of your batteries, um, not completely, but they can last longer. Uh, so that was a big, uh, thing we did. Um, so we get, we ordered that, let's see, solar panels. Um, there was some other big purchase I'm trying to think of. We got the toilets, the solar panels. 
Um, oh, the Wi-Fi. So a big challenge that we've had because we're trying to stay connected, especially Nathan with his work, um, is that we have been trying to, you know, you try to get internet and the internet has been so awful at our boat, but not terribly awful when we would head into town. Um, so we started asking around to people who, you know, who were using internet and seemed to be perfectly fine with the internet that they found at various locations. And uh, we asked them, what is the deal? And they said they had a, a booster, a special uh, internet booster. So um, that is what they... Um, what we ordered. It's called a Wiry Pro, and um, I will tell you more about that as time goes on. But guess what? I just arrived at Ikea, and I'm very excited about that. So I'm going to let you go, and I'll record more after I uh, enjoy this store that is like a drool fest for me. <laughs> okay, talk to you soon. All right, I am back and I just left Ikea, which is just a wonderland of amazing. I just, you just wander around this massive place. And after having been in the Bahamas, in the islands, where there are no stores like that, first of all, and just generally you do without a lot of things and learn how to be resourceful and creative and make sure that you have what you need um, but really you don't need all that much more uh, it it's really amazing to me it was it was a little overwhelming to be honest um, but it it's good it was good for me to kind of wander alone through the store just kind of thinking about what I want our house to look like and house being the boat and what I do want and what I don't want and um, we're really in the process of purging so much stuff and trying to get rid of stuff that I don't want to just take on a bunch more um, so I'm trying really hard to be mindful of anything that we pick up um, and so everything that I tried to apply the KonMari principle as I was uh, walking through the store, I'd put something in my cart and remind myself to ask, does this spark joy? And if it sparks joy, then that was a keeper. Um, and then, of course, the next question is, do we have space for it? And if so, where can it go? Uh, there were a number of things that I was going to get that I put back and I figured, okay, i got to sit on this because I loved them, but I wasn't 100% sure it was worth uh, the space it would take um, for those things. So I'm still uh, fine-tuning the space. It's amazing because this is April. We've owned the boat for maybe a year and a half and lived on it full-time for 10 months at least, right? April, May, June. Yeah, so for 10 months we've lived on this boat full-time and yet I'm still very much actively figuring out how how I want the space to be. Um, there's certain areas that always get cluttered, always end up being very frustrating, and so I'm always looking for solutions and trying to declutter. So with the KonMari process, which um, if you've listened for a long time to this podcast, 
you know that I went through this system called KonMari, which is uh, the life-changing magic of tidying up by Marie Kondo. And um, that is how I downsized my house. And, and um, one of the things that you aspire to through that system is you always uh, look for the, the click point, the point where you feel like, okay, this is really our new reality and not just um, an organizational event or, or where you kind of try to get organized and then you kind of lapse and, you know, back and forth, back and forth. The idea is you get to a point where you're not doing that anymore and it's a click, click point. And so anything that comes in is uh, something that sparks joy and you instinctively know um, the stuff in your life that it's time to let go of that no longer sparks joy. And uh, I, I feel like I'm moving in that direction, but part of the challenge with living in such a tight space nonstop with my family is sometimes it's hard to hear my own voice. Um, I want to make sure everybody's safe and everybody's happy, plus I'm homeschooling them. Uh, plus my husband has a crazy, unbelievable travel schedule, so I'm always trying to um, make room for his big energy when he comes home and when he's gone try to fill in the void well you know if, if as my kids obviously miss him and I miss him um, and so in that cycle of of the way our lives flow um, I sometimes don't really hear myself um, and I'm sure many many people uh, moms in particular feel like that because we're so busy making sure everyone else is okay we forget to uh, make sure we're okay and I think I've been pretty good about trying to stay connected with at least a pretty good part of myself the fact that I'm living on a boat and pursuing my dreams right that's a pretty good indication that I'm I'm doing some things right but um, the space still feels like um, there are times where I feel trapped in the space not not necessarily because of the size of the space, but because, um, like, I've got these school books around that were donated by various people, and we never use them. And so every time I, and that's sitting on, um, like, on a counter in my room, taking up all the space in, in that part of my room, and um, there's clutter on my desk. And when I see those things, it makes me feel like I'm not really um, owning this house and feeling like I'm where I want to be. I mean, when we hit these really rough seas, like we did this last passage coming from uh, the Bahamas over to Florida, you know, things fall and too much clutter. There's just no room for it in my life, but certainly no room for it when you live on a boat. Um, so it's, on, it's an ongoing thing. The people who do KonMari, um, there's groups, like groups where everybody supports each other. Uh, they call it a KonMari festival when you go through this process. And uh, I guess I'm realizing I'm, I'm starting the KonMari festival or renewing it for the second time. Um, I, I feel like it was pretty amazingly successful to get me to be able to move on to the boat and um, pursue a lot of what we've been doing, but I want the space to reflect our new reality and who we are, because a lot of it, I can I realize, is indicative of the old way we were, where you're in the kind of 
normal routine and, and there's the normal expectations and you're, you're pursuing things um, like your neighbors do or people that you're familiar with and uh, maybe people from your family, right? And now I'm at the point where we create our own reality. And when we do that, I, there's things that, are, that were at some point a part of our lives that just no longer serve us. Um, it was an interesting thing today. I had my, a friend of ours um, who lived on a boat in the same marina that we've known since basically we moved onto the boat. Um, she's been our neighbor on and off. Well, she just left this morning to go to a new marina, and when she did, she gave us a little um, carrier for... She has all these little dogs, and she carries them around. on the like It, it attaches to the back of the bike, and you can put the, the dogs in there. But it's also... It really is a kid carrier, I think. Well, she left it for us thinking... And, and it was very nice. We, You know, I would have liked to have that. It seemed like a nice idea, but as soon as I started thinking about it and looking at um, where it would go and where, you know whether it would really serve us, I started to realize I just I didn't want it. And it was a really good feeling to realize I don't have to accept something that doesn't fit in our lives. So I'm going to donate that. I'll find someone else who will appreciate it. But but really getting clear on not um, taking stuff into our world just because somebody graciously is offering it. Um, and that's a big step in the right direction. Uh, but I'm still, I'm still going through it. It's still an active process. Um, when I look around my house, like the school materials, um, Nathan and I talked a lot about, well, um, all of the, the homeschool type stuff that we have uh, that is not this school year, uh, maybe I have, like I have right now, Samuel's in kindergarten, Ziva's in fourth grade, and Ahava's in sixth grade. Well, I have like second grade stuff and third grade. So there's no one going to be using that for two years. But I still have a bunch of material taking up space on the boat. So I start to really think about that and what do I want to do with that. And Nathan suggested we should just get rid of everything that we haven't used he said in four, the last four months since we sailed to the Bahamas, but certainly everything we haven't used in the last 10 months since we lived aboard full time, because we've gone through pretty much every season now, winter, spring, summer, fall. So at this point, it makes sense that if we haven't used it in that time frame, it's time to let it go. Um, and then the other issue is if we're not using that now, for example, the, the school materials, you know, let that go and we can get it again or get something more appropriate for our kid when they reach that point. So these are the things I'm thinking about. You know, I loved Ikea and I loved going through and really just kind of sitting with some of the thoughts that came into my head about, oh, this would be great. And I think the most rewarding part for me was thinking and looking at all this cool stuff and saying, huh, yeah, we don't use that anymore. We don't need that. We don't have, not only is, do we not have the space for it, but I don't have the need for it. It, it has reduced my, I don't, think the, I don't think craving's the right word, but the draw, like where the things draw me in, um, I can look at them and say, well, that's really cool, but not feel like, 
oh man, we really should have that. Um, and it, we never were, I don't think we were, we were um, excessive in our amount of things that we had, even in our house in New Mexico. But over time, you accumulate stuff. And it's really been uh, very freeing to realize that I don't, I don't have the same need for stuff accumulation that I once uh, did. So that's what's on my mind. Uh, let me see. What did I end up buying? Um, I ended up buying a, um, well, so I bought a dish drying, a foldable dish dish drying rack. <laughs> um, I bought these really cool um, suction cup um, bathroom hooks and, disp- and uh, soap holders, things like that, because um, I, I've come to realize there's things just like fall in the bath t- in the shower. Um, so I, we used to have those, or we still have those from the first time we were supplying the boat and went to Ikea. And so now I, I got some more of those. Um, let's see, what else did I get? Oh, I got plate, plates and dishes because, um, not surprisingly, several of the ones from our set that we bought from Ikea when we first moved onto the boat, um, have broken because we, um live on a boat and every now and then our house takes a beating along with the people on board and uh, so yeah I I bought a set to replace uh, the broken ones we've tried to glue them and I'm just over that so I got myself a new set of dishes um, and some frozen icy makers (laughs) napkins oh the thing I was most excited about is a napkin holder that has like a weight Thing in the center and it will keep the napkins from flying away because with the wind when you're on the boat everything flies away and I, I like to do our Shabbat dinners and sometimes we have friends over and we like to sit outside so it's just the little things that you end up appreciating uh, there's a mag there's these little containers that are magnetic and I got those because my daughter has a little magnetic board in her room and so that's fun to put her little treasures in there um, yeah, so that's about it. I, didn't, I got some other things, but a lot of the bigger stuff I decided against because uh, we don't have a lot of space. There was a wall map of the world that I was looking at, and uh, I was like, oh, that's a perfect map. I'm going to get it. And then I looked at it, and I thought, we don't have any room for that. In our house in New Mexico, I had a wall map that was like, I don't know, 18 feet wide, maybe, at 15 feet wide, something like that, and and six feet tall, um, a world map, and that was part of the inspiration as I was planning to move on to the boat, um, but we don't have room for that right now, <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Uh, okay, well, that's what I, is on my mind now. I'm just kind of coming into my own head and thinking about uh, what next and where we want to go. Nathan and I spent a good part of um, the last few days while we were working on projects, just talking about where we're going to go next, what we're going to do. The plan is to head up the East Coast uh, to like Washington, D.C. and New York City and and really experience some of the 
places we've never been up the East Coast. I mean, I've been to New York and I've been to D.C. and stuff like that, but it's different when you come into a harbor, first of all, and it's different when you have your kids with you. So um, we're talking about doing that, but then we have moments where we think, why, why are we going to do that when we could just turn around and go back down to the Bahamas and beyond? So we're struggling with the decision of what to do, but uh, it is what we're talking about as we're prepping the boat. And um, we also talked a lot about uh, making sure that we don't let the stress of all being in the tight space uh, get to us as a family. So we've been talking about new techniques and new ideas about what we're going to do when the kids come back. Um, A big part of what we're going to be looking at is... Uh, more doing things for others, um, things outside of ourselves, because we're so busy with, that. like so many people, we're just busy. And we want to slow down and make sure we're helping other people and doing things that help our kids and ourselves um, really look toward uh, philanthropy and how to help others. So... Uh, we're going to look for opportunities for that. And, um, yeah, so that's what I'm thinking about lately as I drive back now to West Palm Beach, Riviera Beach, and uh, go hang out with Nala, who will certainly be very um, unhappy because I left her for several hours by herself on the boat. Um, but hopefully she didn't upset the neighbors too much. And... Um, She will get an extra treat when I get home later tonight. All right, guys. I hope you enjoy these New Mexico Castaways episodes. And I would love to hear your thoughts. If you want to send me an email, rlr at newmexicast.com. If you would like to check out my channel on anchor.fm, it is New Mexicast. And that's a place where I do kind of short audio snippets of our uh, our exploration, our daily routine, sometimes just the mundane things that happen when we live on a boat. So um, that's a little bit more frequently updated than this podcast, but they're shorter, usually five minutes or less. So yeah, if you want to check that out, I'd love to hear from you about that as well. Anything you want to hear about, learn about, know about when it comes to living on a boat with your family or whatever other things I might speak to, uh, let me know. Uh, Thanks for listening. I am Rosalinda Roman, and this is New Mexico Castaways.